Hey, hey, this is Red Summer. And this is Hanifa Walita. And we are your gay aunties. <laughs> hey, babies. Indeed. <laughs> In the place to be. Hi. Certainly. <laughs> we are fresh. No. For 88 fresh. <laughs> we just went a little old school. Yeah, I went a little old school and I didn't go all the way in. In my head, I was going all the way in. I had the music, the horns, all of that. Da, 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 da. We are fresh. Da, fresh. Wah, wah, wah. But yeah. I didn't want to go all in there because then it would sound just as it just did. Crazy. Because um, <laughs> all the background fillers in my head. Okay. Um. Anyway, all that being said, this, speaking of horns. Oh. Now, we knew we were going to talk about this, but for me, that's a natural transition because of the homage to horns mm-hmm. and what was homecoming. So we want to go, we got a letter today. Yay. Yay. That's wonderful. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Okay, people. Um, but before we do that, we want to just, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what that was there right there that was on Netflix, that incredible feat of artistry yeah. <laughs> that I witnessed on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Netflix, because the only bit, because I didn't go to Coachella and I had a busted ass version, that copy of a copy of somebody online. It was horrible. But Oh, of the concert? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that concert. I didn't see the concert until I, I saw it on Netflix. Then I saw the concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I had seen it. I don't know how I got a version. Oh, we, we logged in. I guess we watched it live. I don't know. Oh. But I know that, like, we were watching it on, like, with the, the camera changes and all of that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's this fancy pass? What? What? What is? How did you get access? <laughs> I don't even remember. It was last year. You know I'm an auntie. <laughs> But I feel like maybe we logged in and watched it. Now, I have made my wife into a Beyonce fan. She wasn't, she was one of those people that was like, "Mm -mm," I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't see the hype. And I was like, no, you have to stop. (laughs) We're not going to be able to move forward until we handle this. And so now she's a Beyonce fan and where she should be. Why? Oh my yes. gosh. So I, this is also was a struggle in my previous relationship where my partner wasn't a big Beyonce fan at all mm. for all of the usual reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm over here defending Beyonce in my household. Like I don't, as for me in my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will put Queen Bay in her proper place. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah no listen now listen i'm i'm a i'm a fan i'm a fan but i don't think i'm i'm not part of the beehive because i'm too old to be part of the beehive i'm sorry mm-hmm. i don't you know and you have a moment in your time to be a part of somebody's beehive new edition club mm-hmm. fan club whatever that and you that's it and then once you pass a certain age you don't give a fuck about even you find someone else new you ain't trying to be part of no damn club I look at it. Yes. I look at it though, the way that we have been talking about, about artistry the whole time we've been doing a podcast, like 
most of the artists that are out now are lazy. Like they want to go out. They want to walk back and forth. Maybe they'll say, hey, to one side of the audience, hey, to the other side. Like that's the, the full extent of artist engagement. Like this child is like in the audience. Like she pops up from, from back, like behind the, the people in the crowd. And then she flies to the front. Like she's doing all of the things. Okay. And I appreciate people who care enough about my my fan experience, <laughs> my artist experience, my uh, audience experience rather, or like just my viewership experience to put those things in place so that I enjoy the experience. Right? And knowing that, and, and this was this this documentary affirmed yet again mm -hmm. why I moved over to the Beyonce side of the fence. Yeah, because she, for me, is a consummate artist. And what I mean by that is, yes, we know what she does on stage, we know what she does in the studio, but a consummate artist for me, an artist, artist is someone that knows everything about their production. Yeah, everything like it's her vision. And she has a team that helps her put it together. But it's mm -hmm. not like she's like, oh, I, I like um, HBCUs. Do it, guys. Make it happen. No. Yeah. I have a vision. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a script. I have, you know, this is, I work with my choreographers. We're going to work on choreography first, music first. No, 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 no. She said, chore no, she said music first. Because mm -hmm. when the choreographer, when the dancers come in, they got to feel that music. They don't need to be um, not feeling the band trying to feel the music. Right. <laughs> the band need to know the music first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the dancers can know the music. <laughs> right. You know, but I mean, even those, even to know that simple order of things, as simple as it, it, it may seem, is not simple to many people who, who produce productions and events mm -hmm. and that is skill that is a skill set to not just have a team but able to orchestrate a team right you know through and your how vision. large is this team huge <laughs> oh my god we're talking about at least a couple of hundred people at least at least, at yeah. least. and so someone being able to take the time to put that type of effort that level of effort into their showmanship I will support. I don't care if yes, she was doing yes. underwater basket weaving. Like if she was taking eight <laughs> months <laughs> and organizing 600 people to weave this basket to the just the nth degree, you go ahead, girl. Because you know what I'm saying? We're, la we're lazy listeners. <laughs> we're lazy, you know, crowd participants. And, and so, it, you know what? Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just sorry. I'm jumping because it's like, this is something we were talking about before. It's like, what does the artist love more? Because I was not, listen, most of those, then children watching Beyonce, loving and screaming past probably her voice anyway, but that's okay. They, they sing the music to themselves. It's a religious experience. That's how we go to concerts. But yeah. it's only someone with somewhat of a trained eye that can look at that production. And on top of that, know how involved she was in the production to to give her every single prop that she deserves. Beyond being yeah. a screaming fan and I love you, been following you since so-and-so. I mean, if y'all understood what it took yeah. and that documentary didn't just scratch the surface of what it takes to put on that level of production with those men. He just on stage. Forget about the crew. Yeah. <laughs> just the people on stage. Mm -hmm. Son, I was like, what the fuck? And how she was using them tubas as bass lines and just the arrangement of the music itself. Yeah. 
having been somebody backstage for a while, I also yes. know that dance, what? right? So yes. there was one show, I forget, it wasn't, was it Coachella? I don't know. Beyonce went backstage and during her three minute uh, wardrobe change, she changed her nail polish. You mean them 10 chicks was one on each nail to get that done in 10 seconds flat? Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> so not only is she changing her outfit, she's changing her shoes. She changed her nails and her, like, who is thinking? Wait a minute, no, wait, 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 wait. Detail? Well, you talking about, you talking about this homecoming show? I, I'm saying, I don't remember if it was homecoming. Oh, okay, okay. it was, okay. but I remember at one point, in yeah. one of her shows, like she went backstage for her wardrobe change and came back with completely different nail polish. Like, damn, I'm sorry. She, it take yo. me an hour just to get this one little set I got going. <laughs> I'm saying, they say the devil's in the details. Well, God is in the details with her because it yeah. really is about the details. And actually, I think that's something they mentioned even somewhere in there. It's like when you're dealing with that many people on stage that together, it together in unison are creating a show mm -hmm. and telling a story, it's all about the details. Yeah. It's all about the detail. You really can't let anything slip. Right. At one point, she was even talking about, like, talking to the videographers. So she is yeah. watching yes. the show that they have recorded and giving Let's the videographers notes about what they need to do to make sure that her vision is felt by people who are not there for the show. Right. And before that scene came up, I was like, God, the camera works good. Mm -hmm. And because and I was like I was like oh I almost screamed like when she said that I was like yes but like that is an artist that has an intimacy with her work yeah. and intimacy forget about it being pop music all y'all naysayers that still if y'all still naysaying Beyonce y'all really are the true definition of a hater yeah, like you have nothing else for you you are disgruntled in some way you didn't get to do something in life you wanted to do you know revisit that bucket list i don't know what to tell you son i don't know what generation you in but if you cannot give this this woman her props as an yeah. artist a complete yeah. whole artist the big saying a opera on stage in the middle of her pop set right so <laughs> okay. the album Every song was a completely different genre. <laughs> and you have what I, I, to say still. What exactly? Okay, maybe you don't like her brand of singing. Not everyone's brand of singing is your type of thing. But again, the singing is not just the is not the only thing that makes her an artist. She has vision and she has the team. No one gave her the team. She earned the team. She acquired the team. Yeah. She hired, hired the team. No one gave her shit. She's not some, some, you know, I hate, I almost, I'm thinking over here at Red, like, you know, all of the criticism that I've heard or a lot of the criticism that I heard really comes from a sexist, um, even from people who would never ever see themselves as sexist, you yeah. know, as far as the means in which a woman not just acquires fame and recognition and popularity, but acquires a team of that magnitude and wields that that type of power, and not and not just on her on her on her um, her productions and her records, but literally on her image, she has such a lock. 
on her image. Yeah. She knows she she knows publicity in and out. She knows when to show her face and when not to show her face. She knows for someone as popular as her, she really has protected her family for the most part. Yeah. For the absolutely. most part. You know what I mean? She has sheltered her babies and not for nothing, her nigga too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're working as a team, mind you, on that end. But I'm just saying, like... It's funny that you mentioned that because um, I remember when Lemonade came out, I got mm-hmm. a lot of people in, you know, in New Orleans and Louisiana, and there was talk about, like, whether or not she could claim Louisiana. Like, but, oh you know, her mama is not even from New Orleans. She from this little town and blah. And I, I was, like, reading it with like my mouth just hanging open like are y'all for real and then it was so interesting to me because then usher comes out with a song a couple of months later um like big up in uh master p mm-hmm. she got that master p who and nobody said a word usher ain't from no part of new orleans never you know what i'm saying but he can make a whole song about new orleans culture and there was not a word but people were looking up her mama's birth certificate to decide whether or not it was okay for her to claim being from louisiana Yo, mama's birth certificate, yo. Like, you got to really hate this lady. <laughs> you, If you're using the same tactics as Trump in your relationship with Beyonce, <laughs> the same relationship that Trump has with, with freaking Obama, yeah. then I think you need to revisit, you know, your approach or just your relationship with Beyonce. I think it's a little bit much, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because you know why, and, 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 and me and Red Polly will never falter from this. She's an artist. Yeah. She has a particular access to the world. Mm-hmm. Not not because she's Beyonce. I mean, just because she's an artist. She has access to the world and seeing the world, and the world literally is her palette. Okay, so she was moved by what went down in New Orleans. She going to make some music to it. And because she's Beyonce, because right. she's made herself Beyonce, <laughs> because she's Beyonce, she gonna come out with a video, again, with her vision. If you don't like her vision, guess what, homie? Pick up a camera, bitch. Anyone can do it. Mm. You got an iPhone, make a video, homie. You know, I, I'm sorry. No one has, like, I don't know. Art criticism shouldn't even exist anymore. But I'm gonna, I'm digressing, and I smell the digression in the air. So, <laughs> back to homecoming. HBCU. Mm-hmm. So, Yes. I, or rather, I hadn't seen a performance like that on TV or live that gave me such an intense, in a while, I won't say ever, but in a while, it gave me such an intense wave of absolute molecular pride like down to the molecular level like mm. it was it was it was it was and i never went to an hbcu you know i mean i like everyone as a black person i know my fundamentals about hbcus <laughs> yeah. and i have plenty of friends you included you know that's a part of a sorority or a fraternity either of a hbcu or just one that's connected somehow you know whatever mm-hmm. and and i i, I was kind of feeling myself like Beyonce like I never got to go 
and I've always envied my friends who got to be a part of a sorority. I'm, I'm you know, just got to be part of that, not mm-hmm. even a sorority or fraternity, but more so the HBCU. Just culture. that that full experience. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So the so when she was like, I'm doing this to create. Well, she made her own sorority or fraternity sorority, whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. she created her own HBCU experience on stage because she's able, because she's has the vision as her own artist. And because of Beyonce, she got the budget, bitch. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. I was like, yes. I mean, it was like such a culmination. Of so there was so many aspects of black culture that was on that stage that I don't know if I can even count them all. Like yeah, what the hell? Absolutely, it was such excellent research. Like she went in. Mm-hmm. Well, you really and that's why about I think too. Yeah, because her team included a lot of people who this was their authentic experience, right? She had members in the band from from different HBCU bands, which is beautiful. Like we are always kind of like playing, like battling each other, but to be able to come together you know, and, and have those different bands represented where she showed some of those bands in the, the documentary. Um, mm-hmm. So that was beautiful. And she was saying that like, this was a, still a part of her life and her culture growing up, even though by the time she got to college age, she wasn't able to like actively participate. Like in the lot, especially in the South, like you grow up going to the battle of the bands, you go grow up going to the, the bowl games and that kind of stuff where the, you know, the local team is, is uh, playing a football game against the, you know, the rival or stuff like that. So like, that's just, especially Louisiana and Texas and Mississippi, like they, they look forward to this. <laughs> like even like <laughs> basketball, like I mean not basketball, but like high school football games. Like people are in the cars with their cars painted, you know, with the wow. <laughs> um the shoe polish, because they're going out to take, you know, junior to the peewee game. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a part of like in everything that you know that yeah. you do growing up. Um and so there were a couple of moments. Like I did um have a, a, a really strong, I don't know what you say, like connection. I had my son in at the end of July. Um, and then I came back August. So like mid-August and the semester started and I was on the step team. So I had my wow. son in July. <laughs> I was Damn. on the step team. My baby is in the, the car seat at this point. He's not even, you know, big enough to be like, stroller you know running around <laughs> like he's literally like there so I can breastfeed him <laughs> during step practice um wow and wow. then like that was really how I like kind of lost my baby weight <laughs> because I was in step practice and then we we won homecoming and then we went on to New Orleans to the Superdome to compete in the Bayou Classic Step Show so wow. that was my first time ever being away from my son was when I stepped at Bayou Classic and um, his father had him and I'm there, <laughs> this is so TMI, but I'm there with like <laughs> milk running, like <laughs> trying to find my, <laughs> my family in the Superdome <laughs> so I can nurse <laughs> before I go and step. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so thinking about like those types of like real, like it was that important, mm. you know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> it was, it was, that it meant that much to us. For me, it felt again 
even in the context of a concert, which is essentially a religious experience, but that that expression of black culture, like you can tell that everybody on that stage, every movement, even from the cymbal players and the dancers, mm-hmm. and the, you know, <laughs> the way they, it was like a praise. Yes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just doing the steps. They were in praise of this, this culture that we're all steeped in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and its roots, you know, and, and it's like, with such a, I, I don't want, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come off. It's like, I wanted to cry, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I was I was this close to crying because it was just like to see them beautiful baby. I mean, they're not babies, but I mean, like God, it was just like, oh God, oh my God, I know what it was. Mm. <laughs> it's like seeing because it was so many of these young people on stage, you know, Beyonce included, not for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like seeing the like seeing a generation seeing some sort of microcosm of this generation coming at you with everything they had mm-hmm. you know and and supported by the mechanism that is <laughs> you know beyonce okay yeah <laughs> the machine that is beyonce to support you know that kind of power you know not just musical power but power of expression articulation uh uh um uh, find the word for me because um i'm just proud of them man i'm just proud of that whole production that yeah. it, I, first of all first of all and i'm just all over with it but first of all if the choreographer doesn't get a, um some sort of award and if the lighting <laughs> yeah. crew or designer doesn't get an award, then there's a travesty going on. And not for nothing, the per- person, the arrangement of the music is colossal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, where do we begin? Actually, I mean, the, it should just receive an award. Beyonce should receive an award, not just for being Beyonce the singer, but for Beyonce the producer, for producing this work. Yeah. Nice. I agree. I'm sorry. So here's one thing that I was thinking about when you were um, just saying the part about being like moved. When I was in high school, like I had a different world. Like I had shows that um, that promoted the black college experience in a positive light, right? That is long gone. And it's been a generation since something has highlighted like excellence (laughs) in the black college experience even a lot of the shows you know that have been out have been like drama and you know (laughs) like messiness and those kind of things i'm thank you for all the work of everybody who tried to put together shows about the black college experience however this was just focusing on celebrating excellence right (laughs) celebrating that deep like dedication and amount of work that goes into all of those kids who are up at who knows what o'clock in the morning going out on their field and and blowing in a tuba like yes learning all of those formations and all of the things that they do and still got to keep the grace or they can't go on the field and blow a tuba you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um everything that goes into like my um 
my little niece is the head of the dance team at Grambling. And shout out to Grambling. <laughs> Beyonce flew all of the, the band and the dance team down to Coachella this year to showcase them and like what they what they do, right? <laughs> and so that was one of her dreams when she was eight, nine years old. She was like, I want to dance for Beyonce. And she got to do that, right? Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, just really honoring all of those commitments and all of that work that so many young people are putting in just to be able to afford to go to college. Cause we're not, <laughs> we haven't even discussed that yet. A lot of people are, are taking up band and, and dance and cheerleading and all of that just to be able to afford to go. And right. then the camaraderie and all of that kind of stuff happens later. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it's just, and like, a, a couple of people I've seen posting today of just like, yo, like I feel seen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And just back to Beyonce, you know, you know, you, you have to be careful because, you know, as every generation comes and goes, there's someone who's like the iconic superstar. You know, I guess Michael Jackson was, well, not just our generation, probably a couple of people's generation, but I, I think in our generation, as far as like being teenagers or being young people, mm-hmm. he was like, no, he was untouchable, just literally yeah. untouched. There was no one in his stratosphere. You know, I'm sure there was a point where Frank Sinatra was untouchable, you mm. know, even bigger. When I, I, and the only reason why I went to Frank Sinatra and kind of skipped some motherfucker like Presley or whatever the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> because Sinatra was bigger than Presley. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All that being said, every generation has theirs, but I think we want to be careful as a, in, as incredible as Beyonce is, and even more incredible that she is able not only to speak the word and spread the word and have the um, audacity and the courage and the fearlessness um, to speak the word. Mm-hmm. Now, like she did, you know, and learn the word and speak the word as she's learning the word. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You know, as she learns, as an artist does, artists won't wait till they know something to create something. They learn through creating from new things that they learn. That's how yeah. artists work, right? Yeah. So for all you who criticize her that felt she couldn't speak about feminism because she was all new and shit, it's like, oh, anyway. Uh-uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um... <laughs> But it's incredible as much as Beyonce is able to do. I don't I want I want the young generation to be to to use this as an opportunity to not say she's the greatest of all time. I think that is a very patriarchal way to look at music and just creation. Mm-hmm. All right. Um there will be there would not be a Beyonce without the people who came before. That's just she wouldn't have the not even it's not about feelings that she wouldn't have the wherewithal to even say the things that she says within her prop songs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The having that access by people who came before her, yeah, that did it when it was le- when it was even least less popular, <laughs> to right, say so, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And so, like that is why I appreciated her approach to to this to this to this performance and really delving into like this is what we're made of. We're made of all that came before. You know, it's like this is our history. This is that's this is one aspect. This is one slither of Black American you know, presence, you know, on this side of the globe, (laughs) you know? So I I just thank her. I thank you, Beyonce, for putting that together and everyone who laid hands on that project and made that happen. Yes, all the children who left it on the floor, baby. Left it on the floor. 
I'm gonna watch it again, and I don't watch things twice and three times. But that's that's one of those things. Like I, because I, I feel like it's one of those things that the way the cameras caught the performance, I'm going to catch new things every time I watch it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and let's also big up uh, uh, Queen B in uh, as a mother. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, though there are many mothers, great mothers out there. Your mom, my mom, your mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being all that we just said right then, and on top of that, you know, what did she say? She said a line in it that had me cracking up. Um, I got to go home to my um village, or she had a village of kids, or she like oh, she, she made some jokes. I got the goddamn yeah. kids about. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And the last two were oops was a oopsie. <laughs> right. I did not schedule y'all in, but mm-hmm. since you're here. But since right, and she was here. saying that she was supposed to do um, Coachella the year before, but then she mm-hmm. found out she was pregnant. And there you go. Right. And that's that. And I love that she was able to show, you know, her weight after, uh, which to me is a great weight, but whatever, you know, she's still right, she's right. skinny, I guess. You know, and her, the process of her losing that weight by the sheer, her description of dancing for her, which mm-hmm. I hadn't heard before from her, you know, is like really understanding her body and the nuances so that it's not, she's not doing moves. She is, she's, it's a language, you know, dancing is a language. And mm-hmm. when you're removed from your body or oh, your body was busy doing other things like having two children, your body needs to relearn the language. Your body needs to get back into itself. And at the same time, she lost weight. It literally got back to itself and she got back mm-hmm. into herself. And I thought that was just beautiful. But also show. having a cesarean. Yes. So they had to cut her open to take the babies out. So then her body has to recover from all of that trauma on top of everything mm-hmm. else. Exactly. At the end of the day, a cesarean is getting stabbed asleep. Right. Or <laughs> awake sometimes. <laughs> or awake sometimes, exactly. But somebody, yeah, it's a, it's a solid wound. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even when you have a Beyonce doctor, it's a solid wound. So, But she was out there, and so it's like, who that level of dedication and basically saying, I'm a country girl, if I did this, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about who's your mama, who's your daddy, and all of that. Yes, that can come into play in times in this world, this very unfair world. But at the end of the day, when you walk in the room, you walk in the room and what you coming with? What you coming when you walk in the room? Yeah. It's really about how you walk in the room. I don't give a fuck what society says you should be or because you look a certain way, you express yourself a certain way, whatever. Go double down on it all and claim your space. Yeah. And people will fight to merge into your lane. Whew. You know? <laughs> and all that will come. The teams, the money, all of all that. Of it. And, you know, when you do your all work. All of it. When you do your work. It do not happen the other way around. Mm-hmm. It really don't. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like I, I haven't even scratched the surface of really what I wanted to say about Beyonce. We just kind of jumped in. And, you know. And again. And again. It's like I'm not. I don't have one Beyonce poster. I don't have one memorabilia. I don't have one album. You know, I listened to her while I was on the road on like playlists and I like I know Beyonce and I've danced my ass off in the clubs when certain iconic hits. She just it just was the club. You know, it's what closed out the club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I so I, I have and but I also was around people 
who always criticized her in the beginning. And I guess I guess always kind of held back on that's like, I don't know. Let me just, you know, let's see. Yeah. I think for me, the criticism is what made me go listen to her more. Yeah. Because like, I, yeah, I was like, I, was like mm-hmm. I don't, this doesn't feel good. Like, I know that there are a lot of people who feel empowered by like, finding things to bash about her but for me it was like whoa back up off my sister like hold on let me go let me go listen to the song and see what y'all saying and a lot of times that wasn't what was said right (laughs) so it was intentional in like either a misrepresentation i'm thinking back to like bills 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 right (laughs) thinking Uh um like just people who were dead like locked in on oh we hate her like I think it's you. <laughs> At this point, it's just well, you. I, listen, you don't like puppies either. <laughs> or flowers. I just didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Because I knew my ass was dancing to the shit in the club. So I'm not going to dance to something in the club and to get on high and mighty in what is pure music, you mm-hmm. know, outside the club. and have some sort of pseudo intellectual conversation about, you know, what music is better than other musics or whatever. When I know damn well last mm-hmm. night... You know, like, bitch, hold my drink. <laughs> I mean, I, and I don't drink. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, all that being said, okay, we're going to be trying to move on. Yes. Because we have a letter. Yes. We have a letter. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> You know we love a letter, and so we. I'm going. We to are resist. so appreciative. <laughs> I love the letter. I took the letter. I copied it. I put it on the Google Drive so I could break it down. <laughs> First of all, I want to thank you. Hold on, hold on. But before we go into her, his letter. Hold on. Um, M. M. Because this he said it. Oh, you no, can say M. M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, the bottom. You know, put it at the top, y'all, because sometimes I be skimming. Um, <laughs> well, the thing I want to, first of all, before we get into your letter, M, I want to appreciate, I appreciate you for the paragraph breaks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, in context and description. Um, yes, thank you, because that's what we asked for. And, you know, you get what you asked mm. for. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> we can easily read it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is definitely a read and stop. Okay. All right. Do you want to start it? Or... Um. So I'll like just go from the top because I kind of chunked it up a little bit just so we can get to oh, the okay. meat of it. Okay. So M is 28. Her girlfriend is also 28. Um, M says, I truly love her. It's truly a blessing to be with her because she helps me grow and being with her is easy and natural. Okay. So that's just setting Mm -hmm. the stage. So we already know this is not a situation from the beginning where it's like, she don't even, you know, (laughs) she don't even really like me. She's abusive. (laughs) Like none of that. They love each other. (laughs) They had a good um, lesbian foundation of their relationship. It was the summer. It was a great summer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it has proceeded on to up uh, towards other summers. Okay. However, uh, M's girlfriend, I don't think the girlfriend has a name. Um, we can call the girlfriend DJ. DJ. <laughs> yes. DJ comes from a very religious Haitian family. 
and is kind of the outcast. So she's gay and she's in and out. Um, she's out in the gay community, but not so much on a personal level. Although she's mm-hmm. been in committed relationships before and even lived with some of her exes, she just admitted to being gay to her parents this month. Okay. So M says, mm-hmm. I've been to some of her family functions and activities with her, but I've never met her parents. Hold on, read, stop, 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 mm-hmm. stop. So she'd been to family functions, but she never met her parents? Was it just that her parents weren't there? or? Yeah, I think her just... parents weren't at the events that she was invited to. So okay. I don't know if the parents didn't come because she was coming or if she only brought her girlfriend because she knew the parents weren't going to be there. Or she, would, or she would just walk by her pa- her girlfriend's parents all day and they know that was her parents, her girlfriend. Because <laughs> <laughs> her girlfriend ain't pulling the, yo, these are my parents. Right. But she just came, like, officially came out to her parents. She's been, oh, okay. you know, out of the right. community. She's been, you know, she's lived with girlfriends. She's had all that background, but... Because well, of the, the religious home, part, basically. yeah, mm-hmm, that she's mm-hmm. not really that she just had the conversation with her parents recently. Okay, okay let's continue. Okay, so um, she was saying that at the beginning of the relationship, their lifestyles were very different, and she says I was already on a quest to finding some um, employment that was more stable where she could be home more. Um, and DJ is also very public is um, out in the community as an artist. And so their schedules were kind of, um, they were two ships passing in the night a lot of times. So they really enjoyed yeah. like when but they she could was, spend time together. She was a stewardess. She's a stewardess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go say That's that part in yeah. case. Okay. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, okay. she wrote it. She did write it. She right. <laughs> yeah. So she was a mm. stewardess. Emma's a stewardess. So she was always flying back and forth. She was, she was rarely home. And DJ is an artist who was out performing and doing different things and is barely mm-hmm. home. So when they could spend time together, that was great. Mm-hmm. How's that for the foundation of the relationship? Okay, that's the foundation. I'll take it here. <laughs> <laughs> We've always been so busy, but the time we spend together is always priceless. All right. So all that to say that I ended up quitting my job and finding a nine to five. I am still happy with my, with my decision. I enjoy being in the comfort of my home more often. She also simultaneously started construction school full time. She also works a lot since. She is a DJ and a popular one. And hey, okay, she said it already. Mm-hmm. Let me go to your highlight part. So people know her and she is a public figure in the Haitian community. She is very, okay, she's social. She's a Leo. She loves attention, the lights, everything that revolves around her. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> she has a ton she has tunnel vision. <laughs> oh boy. She has a ton she has a tunnel vision when it comes to what she wants and she inspires me to do the same. I undertook so many projects I'm anticipating uh, excuse me em- em- emancipating myself completely and reaching in reaching my goals, getting it done, which didn't come easy from my earthy tourist ways. Oh, lesbian you. <laughs> <laughs> You really come with the astrology, astrology linguists. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, all right. Um, all right. She's definitely been instrumental in teaching me about passion and being positive. She's in okay, a wonderful woman. She is an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, and my best friend, and I love her more. I'm I'm doing this for a reason, yeah. and I love her <laughs> more every day. We are 
also business partners mm-hmm. and collaborate uh, on projects together and we work well. We are opposites like yin and yang. We complete each other. Lord have mercy. <laughs> okay. My weaknesses are her strengths and my strengths are her weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And don't be mad at me, baby. I got you, baby. I got you. Just let me let me roll with this, though. All right, trust me. Let your honey indulge yourself. Okay. I need help in navigating now. When your needs start changing, this is my first relationship. No shit, Sherlock. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's cruel. I'll take that out. Wait a minute. Before we continue, my friend. <laughs> At it's the end really of the motherfucking <laughs> It's really sweet. It is always sweet, but we have to reserve the right to have some auntie interjection okay. and be able so to laugh. What okay? would the auntie interjection I'm... be from this part? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what is ahead quite yet in this letter because I really, really skimmed, and this is me really reading it now, right? Right now, I see two individuals where one is the sun <laughs> and the other mm. and the other one is 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 the moon or the earth or his pick a planet, but they are rotating around this one sun. Now I'm curious the way this is going to go, and I understand her passion for this woman, the time that she spends with her, and the words that she used to describe her and their relationship. But I guess this part that you highlighted here, this mm-hmm. is my first relationship and I need help. <laughs> well, the help is what do you do when your needs start changing? And so changing. I thought you were really going to go back to like the really cliche parts of it. Right. So as an auntie, like, wait oh, a minute. Yes. Like everything, like everything that she does is exactly the way that you need it because she fills all of your empty spaces and she is like, you know what I'm saying? So that's very much it was, I think when you were reading through that part before, you was like, she's such a romantic. Like she's such like she is totally in it. She's in the gushy part of it. She's she really is. like she and is. it's it's very sweet. And I you know, as much as I laugh about that stuff sometimes, <laughs> like yay for you. Yay for you. I think having the opportunity to do like some gushy love stuff is good. Like you need that. I'm I'm excited that you get to have that. <laughs> okay. So. You absolutely no no no. You're ab- no no. You are absolutely right. We all deserve this time in our life where we are talking completely through our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a very virgin heart, a very new heart. All is new and shiny and glistening. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, there's no blemishes. There's rhythm. There's flow. Even though you ain't been running for long, but there's flow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I get that feeling. And that is such a wonderful, intoxicating feeling. But like most intoxicants, let's continue with the... <laughs> Right. So, and this is what we're seeing okay. from one paragraph to the next is that she's on the high and then she's having mm-hmm. this revelation moment. She's like, yo, like mm-hmm. when we were, 
you know, passing each other. And we were like struggling to try to find time with each other. Like everything was absolutely beautiful. And now I got a nine to five. I'm home Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. I'm accessible and available. Although we're busy, we're doing stuff like my needs have changed. And maybe DJs hasn't because that's we don't really know. Right. (laughs) So this is my first relationship. What do you do when your needs start changing? Okay, now you've jumped. That's right after the yin yang and we complete each other. Yeah, but then she says, she says, um, I'm aware that she likes the attention of women. I'm, all, but this is another interesting thing. That's the next thing, paragraph. Yeah, I'm not down there yet. Did, I'm still right here. Okay, girl, go on. This is so. What do okay. you do? Mm-hmm. Um, when things start, no, nah, son. Listen, she she's an amazing woman, and she's my best friend. She did the whole thing with the passion. She's she can do no wrong. Right. She's my first relationship, and then this next paragraph, she talks about how she likes to flirt. With other women. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even go down into that part. We just read the first sentence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you hitting to shit, though. You hitting to shit. Let's just read the letter. Let's just Right, read no, that's what I was saying. Because you had all of the, the flowery stuff. Like, all of the, oh, my gosh, she's perfect. She's everything I need. Like, oh, we get along so well together. But then okay. something has changed. I used to be a, a stewardess. I used to be away all the time. And now I changed my schedule so that... I guess we could create more of a, a home environment. I changed my lifestyle so that I could be present and available. And now I'm starting to see things that I didn't see when I was flying. Right. Okay. I'm starting to need things that I didn't need when I was busy. And this is what she's seeing, y'all. Now she's seeing her flirt with other women. I know she entertains certain relationships with people that that she's Mm -hmm. not ready to let go of. This is something we've discussed very early on. And she said she doesn't like kissing or holding hands in public. So she flirts in public. She she shows that degree of attention or affection Mm -hmm. in public with other motherfuckers. (laughs) But she's a little weary of the, the officiality of kissing and holding hands in public. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Um, we do it sometimes, but because she's more private, refrain myself from these things, like acting romantically with her in public. It's very rare that we can show affection because she is uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. With you. Right. With, with doing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. And, and what you represent, you know, Oh my God. Oh my God. Where's my pen and paper? I feel like I need it. <laughs> I right? Because now it's, it's starting to, to, we're seeing more things yeah. going back through it again. Right? So the dynamic has changed. Oh, okay. No, I say the dynamic has changed. You know, chick is flirting and doing all this, you know, flirting with other people, but she don't, you know, she she's not showing publicly her affection for you, like simple things like holding hands, maybe kissing or like kiss in public, something that says other people, I am intimate with this person in some way. This is a significant other or at least someone, I'm, you know, whatever. Like, you uh-huh. know, we need those cues. We don't need an all out show of affection. We are tonguing down in public, but you can say like simple things. And she seems to be uncomfortable with that. And my thing is that she's supposed to be a public figure, right? Yeah. In her world, at least. And she flirts in public. Is she flirting with men? I'm assuming she's flirting with women because she said she's Mm -hmm. out in the gay community. So if she's able to be affectionate, if she's able to openly flirt, then why does she have this apprehension to be affectionate with someone she's going with? 
mm. in public. What? Okay, so I'll let you continue that next paragraph. Let's okay, so uh, but I, I wanted well, I to kind of speak to that too because yeah. Okay, we we both been artists. We both been out, you know, on the scene and and mm. lesbians in our communities, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. so I get so that lesbians. there is a part of it that. Like your success is built on you, for lack of like a better term, like being fuckable, all right? <laughs> so like people know okay. that like they're attracted to you and they want to like be able to be like, oh my gosh, like I love your music, blah, 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 right? <laughs> so they're in your face. But if Bay is on your arm the whole time, me mugging everybody, it kind of put a little damper on you know, your flow for the night. You got to be able to work the room. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to, you know, shine, right? <laughs> and if you always got to go over there and kiss Bay on the forehead just to check in and make her feel happy, then that kind of like, you know, that's something you intentionally got to do to stop like you in order to go I, and... You know, I hear that. I, I hear that. Um, but I don't think that's what she's saying. I think she's she's saying even aside from the fact that when we're out in the, the clubs or whatever, like she's just not she doesn't like to be affectionate in public and not for nothing. You know, I'm not going to no club with some needy chick that needs me to, you know, hang on her shoulder or, you know, be kissing her and claiming her 24 seven. If you don't know, this is my job. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, can't, I don't do needy. Yeah, I don't do needy for the same reason I don't do straight. You know, come on. But that's what I'm saying. So if, especially yeah. if you're used to being out on your own, because Bay is flying, she's gone. She, you know, she's working. Yeah, you working. So you're in your own space. Then it's different when she comes with you, right? So yeah. now you like you feeling guilty? Did you leave her too long? Should you go? You know what I'm saying? Like should y'all I be together you. the yeah, whole yeah. night, right? So that's another layer, like the other side of it. That just to give M some some context All right. from the artist perspective, right? All so right. now you're there. Going- you're not really there. You're not Hanifa. Like when you're there, you're Hanifa and Bay, right? <laughs> Which yeah, gives exactly. a different energy <laughs> to your crowd than it does when you're just in the space and you're you're shining, right? So then yeah. the next part goes now instantly into family. Um. Mm. DJ's family, her family is one thing that's oh, okay. the most important Let's just read her. it out because I'm getting lost. Yeah, along with career. <laughs> I'm here. We've had many discussions <laughs> on our future goals together, but not recently. We've even talked about kids because we're 28 and it's, uh-huh. it is the topic of the hour at that age from what I feel. And so I didn't refrain from talking about kids early on. Yes, we totally embarked on some ideas way too quickly, but still, those are things that we talked about. Okay. But now I, I feel, feel like she's putting me on the back burner. I was just mm-hmm. going on. So I know I have my faults and I uh, I always am the first to recognize my faults. It's normal Ugh. that um, not everyone is perfect, but now it seems like it's stalling. So just to recap, they've been when when they were having their fantastic summer together, they talked about everything. They was gonna get married, they're gonna have babies, and they talked about how they was gonna have the babies and everything was on the table. And now they have been talking about family and having children when they were having their beautiful summer together. And now they don't talk about that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. They of don't really, they do. you know, they're not really moving yeah, yeah. forward like they were. 
Because they now they live in a real life, but you know, up in each other's face, and it's all that idle time that you now have to reckon for. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, time is not as sweet and precious anymore, or rather, it is, but it's taking on a different light. <clears throat> um, I mean, this is this is classic. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've been here, you know, like because <laughs> I don't know how to learn a lesson. <laughs> But obviously, so basically you guys have been in two relationships. There's the relationship that you was in when you first started kicking it. And there was this, uh, you know, fly by night thing where you in the air and she's somewhere DJing. And when you see each other, it's so precious. So all of your attention, you're completely present with each other. And you're not only are you, you're you're both living in this little bitty bubble of conversation. So you only talk about certain things because it's just you two. There's no other people, you Mm -hmm. know, rolling, like friends coming by, like, you know, like your community is just you two. Yeah. (laughs) Because when you see each other, it's so rare. It has to be just you two. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Now, (laughs) now, you know, y'all up in each other's grill 24 seven. And now you're in a completely different relationship because you are in a completely different relationship. You can, you completely change the context of your relationship. You are basically starting from scratch. Mm. Now that, instead of having, instead of having two hours or maybe three hours, you know, shoot, you know, few, few hours, whenever you have that time, you have get up in the morning, see your face, brush mm-hmm. your teeth, go to work, come back. I see you. I see, you know, like, mm. it's like, it's, now you you you're you're given the gift of time, but not everyone knows what to do with their gifts because you are a new relationship. That's At the end of the day, <laughs> you don't know what to do. You got an empty box, a pretty box, but it's empty. Mm-hmm. So you you guys are basically going through time management. But what's in that, and what I hear, and and you may echo this, Red, might be thinking the same thing is. Um, now that you're also navigating this new time and space continuum separately, obviously you're navigating it separately mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's over here trying to put these kind of boundaries like this is who I am. But then, you know, here you and it's like, I don't know if I can take in all of this, but this is a conversation obviously you two have not had together because you have not mentioned it in the letter yet, at least not yet, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, writing to us basically. <laughs> <laughs> So you're now living, you're both in a relationship that you're both living separately, trying to navigate this new sense of space. Yeah, I'm, I like that you said that because then the like the PDA and that kind of thing is based on one person's needs only, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, I told you I don't like PDA, so we're not doing it. As opposed to, I don't like PDA. Oh, well, I do. I said, let's figure out something that works for both of us that we're both comfortable with and we both feel heard and, and have our needs met. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you end that, that good summer, baby, you don't really work out all of those details no, you don't. <laughs> and you don't even no, know you that don't. you need to work it out until you're in this other, like this second, second wind, right? The second phase of the relationship where things start changing. Like you don't know what the problems are going to be in that next phase. Cause you're not there yet. You haven't had those conversations. You don't even know what you're going going to need and not going to need once you get there, right? You didn't know you would need all of that because you were gone every day and, and in and out. And so you were like, what you needed from a relationship was completely different first wave than it is second wave. Yep. 
And you quit your job. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm 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 sorry. I'm gonna turn on my mm-hmm. my more loving Auntie Hanifa because I'm being more of the the aunt of like, girl, what this you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what you doing, babies? Come here. Like, you know, oh, don't do. That. Okay, all right. But this is time for some compassion. Exactly, exactly. We're going to give you that, but we have not. We're not done with the letter yet. So continuing, I'll I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, mm-hmm. Right here, okay. Yeah. Um, I saw some text messages on her phone a couple of months ago. Really? Why did I know that was coming up? <laughs> Why did I know? <laughs> I do not proclaim to be psychic. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I saw some text messages on her freaking phone a couple of months ago, and thought. And, and, and that was when I started doubting her loyalty. I always knew she was texting some girl, plural, or even speak on the phone with them. I know it may be uncommon, but I truly don't care that much about it because I know where she is every minute. She's, you do. <laughs> Construction <laughs> school, you say? Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die, auntie. <laughs> oh, God, I might get that little thing up. Okay. No, this your auntie don't drink, but this is a little thing of tequila we got in the house from. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. She's very busy. Is always down to help everyone out. She's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, we know she's a great. She's a. You got. You got a dope bitch. A dope bitch. Me, okay? <laughs> yes. She's amazing. <laughs> I don't have doubts that she's cheating. Jesus. I don't have doubts that she's cheating on me because cheating would be. I have sex with these women, which she doesn't. What? Wait, I'm sorry, darling. So she's Hold saying, on, like, I don't think she's cheating because cheating is for for them, for their relationship, is having sex with the women. And she's not having sex with the women. She's just, like, okay. flirting and she's, spending time and stuff. Uh-huh. I got you. Okay, okay, okay. But she does live with her parents, um, and, it's, and is constantly busy with construction school full-time and her gigs. I know it may sound crazy, but what part, baby? What part sounds crazy? Okay, I know it may sound crazy, but these text, these text messages, they don't really matter because it doesn't affect my 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 oh. relationship with her. I don't care that she flirts with other girls if she does, because I have flirted with other people as well, and she was aware of it. Okay, so you have a kind of free reeling, as you say, relationship where flirting is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Fine, that's in a lot of people's relationships, it's not a big deal, okay. At the end of the day, I do feel like I know her enough to know it. <sighs> know what, is she cheating? I don't think she would go to the extent of having sex with other people. Oh, God. I have asked her, and obviously she says no. <laughs> God. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the toilet. I believe her. That's it. <laughs> you know, 
you know what? That's it. <laughs> that is it. I can't let this doubt and other people's opinions into my relationship. Do you want us to do you want us to help you out, darling? Cause you are you are working it through in this letter. It's tough for everyone, and I know that she isn't going to change who she is for me. But it seems like I changed the way I am for her. <sighs> which benefits me at the huh? Which benefits me at the end of the day if the day Wait, hold on, because wait a minute. I Oh, so, okay, so, you change, you, you're you acknowledging that you change for her? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good for you, because I learn how to push and thrive for myself. Are these even your words? Push and thrive and all of this, like, are these your girlfriend's words? Is this, like, just, like, um language that, that that's just said in the house like i feel like the I, I have to get stopped for a second because like the way in which she's writing in mind you this is written and it, you know i'm not hearing the tone in which you're saying it and that may redeem it a little bit for me if i heard you say it but a lot of this you are drunk on this girl and you are not seeing a forest for the truth i don't even need to know anything about this girl because i don't think you know anything about this girl you are not seeing her and you're not taking her in and you're not processing what you're taking in in your experience with her. You're mm. you're dropping every excuse in the freaking book and constantly reminding us how great a person this person is, even to the extent that you say that you will not ch you cannot change her, but you have changed for her and that that in turn is good for you because you learn your lesson. Mm. Do you know how that sounds? If this chick was a dude, do you know how this would sound? This would be exactly what would be expected of her if this was a dude. The dude, the, exactly. The dude would get to do all of this stuff and get to, to treat her this way and get to set all the parameters for the relationship and get to determine mm -hmm. everything that's going to go and how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen by these standards according to how... All of the other stuff that set by people that's not in the, the relationship and not in the household, you have to carry mm. all that burden and you have to do all of the changing to accommodate that because they're not changing. Because they're not changing. And for whatever reasons, you have not. And this is in large part because you are in a new relationship and a new queer relationship, right? But a new relationship in general, this applies really to all new relationships, new as in new to dating mm -hmm. <laughs> relationship, right? That you have not, you first, you don't know what you want. And, and I don't know you, um, M, and, and I'm saying this with as much love and compassion as I can muster through the auntie giggles. It's like, you don't know what you want. And that's so freaking okay, even at the age 28 especially when it comes to love trust me there are people who go to their grave not knowing what they want in a, in a love a friend a partner okay yeah. so that is an that is an ongoing journey but one telltale sign that you don't know what you want <laughs> is when you making the the litany of excuses that you're making for this woman so that she can feel comfortable in the relationship in the way that you speak to her about her excuse me but how does she speak about you it's like this is this, this kind of like this one-sided conversation you're having with the relationship. But what is she, what does she, how does she speak about you? 
You know, like how, what are you giving to her? You know, it's not about she won't change. First of all, you want to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to change because that's the whole point of living is to change. Right. So somebody that just don't want to change, that's a problem inherent right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they're that adamant about it, you know what I mean? Do you agree? Yeah, and, and it's not even that, like, she's not changing, you're not changing. She's not changing and you are. You have to change to accommodate it's- all of the things that don't feel good to you you have to convince yourself that all of those things are okay in order to stay in the relationship so you have to be in a relationship where you tell yourself that it's okay that she's not affectionate with you you tell yourself that it's okay that she puts you on the back burner you tell yourself it's okay that she's flirting with other people you tell yourself like everything that's happening is okay so that you will be okay with staying Red, I think we need to continue uh, reading because because mm-hmm. um, here ahead, we go again. I'm just going to get... Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Because here we go this. again. Yeah, which was kind of the same. Yeah, that is, that's saying. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so that she continues to say, "I do feel like I am on the back burner." Again, no shit. We talked, and, and and this is, before we go on to this, we're about to go on to, when I say no shit, um, and it's not to say, you know. Not to be dismissive, right? Yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not to be dismissive, and it's not even to make your partner seem bad. I'm just saying that it seems like where she is in her life, she doesn't have the capacity to really um, have you as a, as a, a, a partner. Um, and honestly, I don't think you do either, but okay, here we go (laughs) to have each other. I think y'all need to be single, but, but that's just from reading a letter, but here you continue. You say, (laughs) we (laughs) we talked about buying a house together, left field. Okay. Like you keep coming back with like a more reaffirmation of like, you're asking us to, to kind of, unpack your relationship that when it starts changing how do you adjust to those changes what's really going on you're trying to figure out what's going on where she's acting one way when you had relationship was one way and then now there's different circumstances so she's not she's acting another like i don't feel a full question here because you keep coming back to affirming just her and just the relationship but never just you mm-hmm I don't hear any affirmation of yourself. It's all about, well, you know, I'm better because of her. So just check that, you know what I'm saying? Read back your own letter aloud, you know, as we're unfortunately doing here right now for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately, rather. Here we go. All right, so we talked about buying a house together, Lord. Looking for a dog, Jesus. I already have my own place, my mortgage. I'm starting to crave her presence more, and I envision myself with her. Red... Okay, but because she's so busy and because of the lack of demonstration of love, I am left feeling uneasy. You should feel uneasy. I'm seeing that my needs are changing and that I am also changing. Good. I'm discovering myself and I'm starting to realize that some of the things I may be, that I maybe had been okay with in the past, that I'm not okay with them anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're answering your own question. You should not be okay with feeling uneasy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It seems like I only exist in one part of her brain. I want and have communicated with that that with her because we never have time to talk. She, wait a minute. So even with you living, basically, you know, you 
both li living under the same roof in the same space and this, you're not flying out and all that, you still don't have time to talk? Did I miss something? Well, DJ's working and then doing school and then living with her parents. So okay, they're not so living together. So, oh, so she could have kept her job? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, she, she was already in the process of like being overwhelmed with, okay. with that. Okay. And so, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm teasing she was you. ready to change her lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's fair enough. As long as you ain't just do it for her because then... And mm -hmm. only you really know the answer to that. A couple of months ago, she admitted to her parents that she is gay. They were suspecting it, but was for the first time she actually confirmed it. For the first time she actually confirmed it. Her parents are Haitian and hardcore Christians, so they only had bad things to say. And she sh and said she was a disappointment and going to hell. That's tough. <laughs> Mm -hmm. especially for someone who values and loves their family more than anything. That is rough. That is rough. This gave me hope that at least it was tough, but she did it. She spoke her truth. Okay. All right. You're, 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 you're posturalizing for her again. Like, okay, next. I'm sorry, sweetie. I know you love this chick, but come on. I am wondering if you have any advice for me. My needs are changing and I seem to crave more commitment and attention. See, even that. I am wondering if you have advice for me. My needs are changing. So not the relationship itself has changed. Okay, but my needs are changing and I seem to crave more commitment and attention. And so so I guess where I'm confused, and this is this is not being critical at all, but it's like, all right, so you're really, okay, the change is that you need more commitment and attention than you did before that made you am I misunderstanding something and I okay. say I crave so, more commitment yeah. no, and attention no, no. I got you. I'm craving yes yeah you okay. feel me <laughs> yes okay so what's happening one because I want to go back to the the coming out part um so she's there with her family and I want to give kind of of course I'm I'm yeah you know, speculating <clears throat> as well. Um, but she's there with her parents. Her gotcha. her family is a, is a very like a uh, powerful force in her life. She comes out to them and they have such a strong, typical really <laughs> reaction in cases like that, right? So this is to be expected. Mm -hmm. She already knew that this was going to happen. Um, she was anticipating it. She knew when she did it, you know, she was kind of expecting it, but you're saying that you're just excited for her, for her to have done it. I need you to also consider like what kind of trauma like that is in reality. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many times you watch, you know, a, a movie, you know, I was going to say Lifetime, but not Lifetime. Like, I don't know what we used to have a gay channel. We don't have it anymore. But like, with all of the coming out movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was that channel? We were on it. Oh, my God. Me, me, Logo. 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 Yes. logo. So, logo. Like, no matter how many times you watch good Logo movies, with coming out stories, like, it's this is still your family. This is still your experience and your truth and it wouldn't be like unthinkable if she was kind of distancing herself from her partner yeah. because of it right so we haven't really touched on that a little you know at all so there's this big thing that she's going through even though oh outside of home 
she can be this magnificent gay, you know, sh- you know, light shining on all of the, the gay children in the club, you know, all of that is fantastic. But the daughter who was at home being looked down upon by her mother, like that's mm-hmm. something else, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. happens for the daughter being looked down upon by her father, that's mm-hmm. something else. And so, mm-hmm. although, yay, you know, celebrate you and, you know, for living in your truth, like she's in it. This was a month ago. Wow. So this yeah. isn't something that's been going on and she's had time to process it. They've started talking again and they no, they are deep in the experience of this clash over her being a disappointment to her parents and you're there like yeah but can we cuddle (laughs) (laughs) and here's where the situation lies i think you know we've been saying like i've been somewhat protective of um because we see you're kind of in la la land with the relationship and listen we all have been there Mm -hmm. and probably will be there again at some point it's all good la la land is fun la la land you know, um, but you're, you're not seeing things um, clearly. And I think in the beginning, we're kind of like, listen, girl, you know, this girl is, is sugar and spice and everything nice, but I'm not seeing any cracks. I'm not seeing you seeing her. Mm-hmm. You're seeing an idea and a concept and you're both living in that. And she's kind of sort of out and, you know, this is a new relationship. You know, a year is no time at all. And it's like, I'm now in... In hearing your partner, you know, just coming out and ha- having to deal with, you know, just deal with that and with all that Red said, you have to ask yourself, can you be a partner for her right now? Mm. Because Red is hitting some things on on, 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 the, on the head. You know, what she needs, have you, are you experienced enough to actually support her in this? If I was, and I would never be at this point in my life, but if I was dating someone that wasn't fully out to their family, or at least it's a significant part of their family. You know what I mean? And they just were going through that. I will then step back to be a friend because I know how to support someone like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're, but when you're, when you have all these needs, because you're coming to, you have already colored this coloring book. Like we met in the air. Mm-hmm. I was a stewardess and she was a DJ traveling and she's doing her thing. She's fine and DJing and I love her. I'm so proud of her, you know, and I, you know, I needed to be closer to home and I wanted to make this change for me. And we've talked about the dog and the house and, you know, by the way, she just came out to her Haitian, highly religious parents too. But, you know, now that I'm home, mm. you know, are, you know, why aren't we seeing each other and there's nothing clicking and, you know, oh, by the way, you know, she's a disappointment to her parents now the, that she loves deeply, but I'm not really getting what I need, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm realizing that I am changing and I need things. And so what should I, so there is the thing. You are both going through the change. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, can you support each other, you know, in, mm-hmm. in this in this massive change in your life? And well, she kind of goes to that because in the end of it, she's saying like, I want something that my girlfriend isn't able to provide me right now in the present. So is it just timing? 
Is it a rough patch? Should my concerns be considered as flags or something else, right? And she admits Listen, that she, she's she disoriented, wanna... right? So she's she's in a space where one, I don't even want to pass by. Her biological clock is ticking. She's 28. Ticking. Somebody said, you're supposed to have this baby. Where's the baby? She thought she had Bay. She met Bay last weekend. Bay said yeah to the baby. And then Bay got busy <laughs> on Tuesday, right? <laughs> Now she's like, but we supposed to go get pick out the the pillows and the dog and the house, right? <laughs> so you have not had that same kind of um, brick wall thrown up in your experience. You have moved towards being able to manifest everything that you all dreamed about in those first couple of weeks, right? <laughs> in that honeymoon phase, she has not. She is actually in exact opposite mode. She is in survival mode, right? And so now it kind of brings up how she might be um, really in a place to entertain other people a little more because they are requiring less of her. They're requiring less of her time-wise, less of her emotionally, and the time that she gets to spend with them is lighter. They're not talking about where this relationship is going and if we're going to have a baby and what, you know, how big of a mortgage mm-hmm. we're going to be able to take. That She gets to escape into this other world. And with you, it's mm-hmm. becoming a little more concrete. Like Things are mm-hmm. becoming a little more real, and she can't manage real right now. Assuming. <laughs> Assuming she can't manage, uh, but right that now. may be and why she's nothing. pulling back. Yes, and and if I'm going to be real, one hundred, and I and I say this, saying that I do not know you, Em, and I do not know your partner, and I do not know what you think. I just know how my mind has worked throughout my life mm-hmm. when I wasn't fully out. And I'm over here making these grandiose plans. I'm not making grandiose plans. I'm jerking off, mm. and that's very. I know that's crass. Yeah. But, but it's 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 if it was to call what it is, it's like you are lying in the moment because you there's no way you can live in your truth. If she if, she, if y'all guys were talking about a house, kids, and a dog before she had come out to her parents, she was not speaking in that moment in her truth. She was living doing backstrokes in a fantasy because they don't come real until you. Yeah. Tell your people unless you're just completely exiting your parents out of the situation completely, you know, and it should, and obviously that's not going to happen because you said that she deeply loves her family. So if her family at that point, when y'all talking about the house, the dog and the kids had didn't know she was gay, all that conversation is mute. That conversation never happened. Yeah. I that agree. conversation is not real because you're not, you both are not living what's real for you because you just haven't you haven't crossed over that you haven't jumped over that broom yet so to speak you haven't made those mm-hmm. moves and within your individual lives you know you haven't made those moves yet so how can you even how can you even justify and affirm this house the dog and the kids that doesn't exist now yeah. if that's something that you want um then then you there's nothing wrong with you thinking selfishly in a sense that okay if you know one i love this woman okay fine um i feel that she gives a lot to me i would ask what are you giving to her because this is an exchange that's a relationship right all right so 
but she's also going through this thing, but I might, but also I got the tick tock, tick tock over here, but the biological clock. So you're going to have to make some decisions. First of all, 28 is not that damn old. You, you can have a child well into your thirties, but, <laughs> or forties, actually, the big had children at 50. And, and by the time you're in your thirties and your forties and your fifties, they probably got crazy pills. You can have babies until you're 80. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not trip over the biological clock, but the, I think the more important question is, are you able to support your partner at this point in her life without sacrificing yourself to any major extent because you mm. seem like you really will go over the cliff for this woman and she really hasn't given you enough to justify you to even do that 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 to do that yeah and also you all are on two completely different levels like Mm. just where you are in adulting, where you are in responsibilities, where you are in like what you're looking for and what you're expecting from life, from partners and everything. You all are actually like, when you said you all are opposites, <laughs> like you are, but this is where those opposites are starting to clash. She's she's at home with mom. She's out in, you know, in the club. She's doing things. She's building right? She's building her reputation. She's building her career. She's going into a new career and you are in a different part. You are nesting. Mm, right? So you have, a, you've purchased a home. You, you know, you're looking for the dog. You're looking for the children. Like you have a more stable relationship. I'm assuming, cause you didn't really mention what your family structure was like. You said, this is your first relationship, but I guess your parents don't mind because it wasn't, a, you know, a prominent part of the letter. And so you are in a completely different experience phase of life. And so mm. is it okay for you to say, hey, like we we have all of these things in common, but these things that we don't have in common are not what I'm looking for in a partner. Hanifa and I have had enough relationships to know that you can absolutely love somebody from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> If where you where you're going and what you're needing and what you're doing is not in alignment for what your relationship needs, right? So now we're going back to the point that you made earlier. We're not talking about what's best for the relationship. We're talking about what's best for you. We're talking about what's best for her. And there's no we. There's no commonality in, in any of those conversations. She's setting the parameters. You're making the changes and the adjustments. She's ready to, you know, having this experience. You're not even really a part of that. Like, did she come out alone? Did, she, did you go with her? Like, you know what I'm saying? So a, a lot of your relationship is still in this passing, right? It's still in this very, like, even though you feel like you've changed a lot, your relationship hasn't. Your relationship sounds at the end of your letter a lot like it did at the beginning. Mm. Wow, that's a good point. That that is a is a really good point. And 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 that's indicative that idea of like that kind of circular like you know like um, that's going in circles mm -hmm. when you're thinking about someone. You know um, that's indicative of being in la la land. That's la la land. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, you you don't have a process thought really with the relationship. Like, you know, anytime it seems like you're about to try and process thing or even question if, you know, whatever, anything about the relationship. Oh, but she's great. She's wonderful. And we, you know, 
thought about the dogs and the kittens and the. I mean, like you know, it's like that. That was the rhythm of your letter. Like you tried to inch and address something, and then you would always recoil, rein it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it recoil and um, you know, just talk about how wonderful this woman is and how wonderful she's been for your life. Which sounds you know, like defense I think, to us. Which sounds like what defense. Like, oh, like I'm, I'm, oh, defending. Yeah. I'm, I'm just defending like, no, but we're good. Everything is good. Except it's not. It's not, it's not. And I, I know that may, I don't know what you might've expected us to say, but that's what we heard when we read it, mm-hmm. you know, um, red really hit it on the nose. It's like, you guys really are in two different spaces and you're not having enough conversations about the fact that you're in two different spaces. Cause I don't think maybe you both have truly acknowledged that or acknowledged it to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, but you know, like you said, it's a year in. Yeah, I mean, honestly, really, the the, the only advice is that y'all y'all have to do a real check in. I, I would say, uh, M, you do a check in with yourself first of all, and what your needs are, and for just you, be a little selfish with that. Like, stop making excuses. If someone can't meet you where you need to be this time in your life, you know. And they're adamant about that because they don't change, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and she's going through stuff that maybe you are, you don't have the capacity for because you are someplace else. You want other things, you know what I mean? Then you're going to have to make some decisions Now you do not seem like you're in a place anywhere near even considering, you know, stepping outside of the relationship or just, you know, ending mm-hmm. the relationship. So I won't even waste the time in saying so but i think that if you're serious about the relationship you need to redefine what it is to be serious about a relationship and that means you got to have some real conversations with yourself and with your partner so you guys are on the same page and in the same vehicle driving down the same road because mm-hmm. right now you guys are on two different maps and two different hemispheres in your life and you and the thing is that you really haven't said that to each other it doesn't sound like you really had that conversation mm-hmm you know what I mean? Stop it's going to be hard to, to do that when when you're doing it from a place of deficit. When every time like yeah. you're bringing this to her, it's just like, but I need and you're not giving me and da 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 and the baby, right? <laughs> that that might be a little <laughs> bit overwhelming for her in this moment. Like, why don't you start celebrating some things? Like, why don't you start the conversation with with some things that can be light and be nurturing for her in this space? Um, Mm -hmm. And then you all can can maybe open up conversations about like, where do you you know, where are you now? Like a lot of things have changed. Like, where are you right now? This is where I am. Let's kind of decide together, like what forward looks like for us. So we can decide if yeah. our forwards are in the right, in the same direction. Exactly. And, and yeah, and that gives you both an opportunity to speak honestly. Now, whether you speak honestly in that moment is on you if you're able, because sometimes we have the intention to want to say certain things and we never get around to saying it or we keep putting it off. And mm-hmm. that's okay. It's not okay, but that's a part of being human too. Yeah. So, you know, but that, but having the conversation of how you're moving forward and being able to have the conversation when you realize that maybe you're not moving forward in the same direction, yeah. that's something that becomes clear, you know, that's how you get grown. That's when, when you're able to have those hard conversations when what you thought or what you put out there, because that looks pretty. And that's yeah. something that, you know, Oh, by age 23, you do this by age 25, you do that by age 28, I should be having a kid. Be, like if that's what you're putting out there, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and you don't want to hear nothing else, then, you know, then we don't have advice for you. 
Um, that's but to get grown is to have those hard conversations when what you thought you wanted is not quite there, and you kind of have to claim that, like, okay, she is in a different space, and I'm making excuses for her, and. Again, you don't even got to be mad. You just got to honor the space mm-hmm. she's in and then honor yourself <laughs> if you want to be in that same space with her. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know? All right. Ooh, we, oh, good. We did almost an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We need to stop the presses, honey. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's what a good, good meaty letter will do. Get your auntie yes. rolling. <laughs> Yes, and M M M. If I came off harsh in the beginning, you know, I want to. I don't want to make you feel bad, baby. We really, you know, <laughs> but you know, a part mm-hmm. of getting grown is the absolute joy of being able to react to shit <laughs> without, you know, apologizing beforehand. Yeah, I was so ready to get to the point where I didn't care what nobody had to say about what I said. Say it, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What? So. Baby, just I hope you take some all itty bitty parts mm-hmm. of what we said um, to heart, or at least to mind, and just sit and think about it. Um, and at the end of the day, it's about um, we all looking for love, we all looking for happiness, and within ourselves, that peace within ourselves, and hopefully, if we're really lucky, with someone else, um, because that's when I think when you share peace and happiness with someone, um, and you share life. Or rather, this is what I want to say. That was supposed to come out a lot smoother than the way it came out. <laughs> when you share life, <laughs> when you share life's up and downs with someone, that's when you are truly practicing your happiness and your joy and your peace. Because, you know, you get to share it with someone, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to go through the hard times first. And that still didn't come out how I wanted it, but that's good enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough for now. Um, and with that being said, uh, you... We love your letters. This was a great letter. Thank you, M, for sharing um, and asking um, our advice. I hope we've helped. Um, if you are out there and you need some advice from your gay aunties, you can holler at us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can also DM us or just follow us on Instagram at yourgayaunties. And, of course, if you want to support your gay aunties and make sure that the sound stays solid and you know, we come to you loud and clear, inconsistently. Uh, please support us on. <laughs> <laughs> please support us on patreon.com slash guess what? Your gay aunties. Yes. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, I am Honey Fawley. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. <laughs> yes. Bye, babies. <laughs> <laughs>